This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 212, Comic Talk, DC Marvel solicitations for January 2015. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 212. It's our Comic Talk episode looking at the solicitations for DC and Marvel Comics for January 2015. Uh, brief bit of housekeeping, uh, just in terms of uh, things that are coming up for the show in the next few episodes. Uh, episode 214, that'll come out, uh, I guess, probably around uh, the 34, 31st of October or the 1st of November will be our next uh, Comic Talk Spotlight episode on What If, uh, this time looking at Volume 2. Uh, probably just the first 50 issues, as there's 114 issues in the second volume, so I'm probably not looking at all of it in that particular episode. Uh, then after that will be uh, 2.16. Um, that'll be coming out probably on the 8th of November. That'll be our, hopefully anyway, our Spotlight episode on uh, Big Hero 6, is that that's the weekend that the film comes out. Uh, and then the following week, uh, hopefully, will be a flashback episode looking at uh, X-Men Operation Zero Tolerance from, I believe, 97, uh, 1997. And I will be hopefully uh, joined on that episode by Paul Scores. That's still That one's still subject to change. I'll be recording that in a week or so. Um, it really depends on what Paul en- ends up wanting to discuss. We talked about Operation Zero Tolerance. Um, I was 14 years old when that came out, or actually 13 for most of it. So uh, that still... Um, you know, plays a, a big part for me as a kid, just as a, it meant something to me kind of getting into the world of Marvel and, and X-Men comics. And that was one of my first major crossovers. Obviously Onslaught would have been my first one as actually buying the comics on a regular basis. Although I had dabbled in the age of apocalypse when I was, I don't know, I guess 11. Um, anyways, let's just jump into the episode though at hand. Uh, we're looking at DC and Marvel solicitations for January, 2015. I'm not going to do again, um, as, thorough as I have in the past. This is the type of episode where I've toyed with kind of canning it. Uh, I know it's not everyone's favorite type of episode, just kind of looking at future things coming up. Um, But I like to do it, just kind of look at what's coming up in the coming months. Uh, Purely from a selfish point of view, it's one of the easiest episodes to do in in that there's not a lot of preparation that's necessary. It's just kind of going through solicits, uh, looking at kind of what speaks to me, uh, what infuriates me, uh, etc. And then just hoping that that connects with you, the listener. Um, So if you're actually still downloading these episodes, hopefully it still is interesting to you in some way. Uh, So we're looking at DC's uh, solicits first. Uh, As always, I go through uh, Newsarama's link to DC Comics full solicitations. Uh, First up is the Multiversity Guidebook, written by Grant Morrison with artwork by a cornucopia of different artists. It's 80 page, this particular issue. Um, It's got artwork by Nicholas Scott, Gary Frank, Klaus Janssen, uh, Cameron Stewart, Dan Jurgens, Chris Sprouse, Ben Oliver, and others. That is a cornucopia of artists. Um, it looks like it's, it's, it's just going to be an amazing way of kind of looking at the, of, of the 52 multi, uh, worlds of the multiverse in a, a very comprehensive way of doing it. Uh, I'm definitely interested in giving this a shot just to see what kind of format he ends up taking and how it works. Um, Justice League 38 continues the uh, Mesovirus storyline, which I'm actually really uh, hyped for. I think it could be really interesting. Uh, I'm super pumped as well for uh, Jason Fabok doing the artwork on Justice League now. Um, as uh, listeners of our, my reviews episodes would know, I've loved his work on Batman Eternal and uh, Detect- what was it, Detective Comics previously. And I'm really happy that he's getting a big tentpole book. So Justice League should be great under his, uh, his pencils. 
Um, Justice League United continues. I'm just not interested in that book. I wish I was. I really wish I cared more about those characters. That being said, I'm really glad that it continues. Um, I don't know. It's, it could have been so much more than it ended up being. Uh, Justice League Dark, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, Aquaman continues. Jeff Parker writing it still with Paul Pelletier and Art. I'm glad it remains consistent. Uh, and I'm excited to see what it will look like to see... Um, well, I guess the aftermath, but also in the months leading up to this, you have Aquaman versus Gorilla Grodd, which is kind of a cool, you know, these two flavors don't usually go together, but how will they taste together? Uh, Constantine, again, I'm glad the people uh, are who really enjoy the character have a chance to read him. Um, I just don't particularly know much about the character, to be fair, and haven't really... I'm, I'm not usually kind of a magic-y kind of guy, even though I, I do... A, like that it's a different type of magic than you would get in other places, but it's just still not quite for me. Uh, Aquaman and the others, uh, I can I like the idea that you have the team going up against Cheshire and the KG Beast, as well as the, I don't even know who the NKB Demon is, but that sounds really interesting. Um, Earth 2, number 30, I guess, I think this is the first issue that Tom Taylor's art, uh, name is no longer affixed to it at all, which is a real shame, because, I mean, obviously the book was a very different beast under James Robinson. And then Tom Taylor gave it a very uh, specific spin, and I really liked it. And then Margaret Bennett came along with her Earth to World's End, and well, amongst others, obviously. And now it, it's a very different book. And it's a weird book, too, because it's a monthly book trying to survive alongside a weekly book set in that same world. It's just kind of an odd decision. Uh, so we have Earth to World's End, all those tie-ins. We have Deathstroke by Tony Daniel. Um, you know what, I actually really dug the first issue much more than I would have expected, and the artwork is great, so I'm at least a little hopeful for this, and I should think it should be interesting with uh, Harley Quinn going up against uh, Deathstroke, so I'm definitely in for that. Um, then we have The Flash 38. Now, this is one of those cases where I think solicits just kind of ruin uh, what's going to happen in upcoming months, because, now, if you don't want to know, then don't, don't listen to me for the next minute, but... Um, the idea that, you know, the old, new, old murderous Flash is posing as Barry Allen, well, that kind of ruins part of it. And the fact that he kind of survives and he's still around. Like, I just, I'm not vibing the storyline as much as I would, would have wished I would. Although I do like the um, the variant cover, which is the Flash 75, uh, 75 Years of the Flash with the variant cover by Howard Porter, who is one of my favorite Flash artists, even though he actually didn't do the, the title for that long. But he had a, a great run with uh, Jeff Johns, uh, Green Arrow, Infinity Man and the Forever People. I'm glad people have a place to read Infinity Man and the Forever People and those characters. It's just not a book that's for me. Clarion, I think I tried reading the first issue and it just, again, wasn't for me. Uh, Lobo, first issue actually wasn't bad. So I'm, I'm at least, uh, I don't care about Lobo much, but I would say this isn't really the Lobo that anyone would ever think of. It's a very different take on the character, so maybe I could end up liking this more. Uh, I do like Riley Brown, and Colin Bunn is becoming... One hell of a writer, although I feel like he's not gonna, he can't be on here for long. Uh, Secret Origins, uh, it's by Charles Sewell, Paul Levitz, and Van Jensen, as we got storylines on, on Swamp Thing, uh, Power Girl, and John Stewart. Now, John Stewart, I'm interested to see what the take is on him in the New 52. Power Girl, I feel like we've kind of seen parts of this already, or we've seen earlier stories with her in World's Finest, etc., so I'm not as jazzed. And Swamp Thing, okay, cool. Uh, Justice League 3000 continues. Uh, got Secret Six, number two. I'm excited to see what this is like. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ken Lashley's art, but we'll see. 
Um, Gail Simone, although I, I do love, so I'm interested to see what her take on the Secret Six and the New 52 looks like, because I still mourn the loss of that book from the pre-New 52 world. Uh, that last issue in, in particular was just fantastic, the way that Bane led the team out on, on their terms. Um, it's sad that that book doesn't exist. Uh, New 52 Future Zen continues as it gets up to issue 39 in January. Uh, New Suicide Squad. I haven't been a huge fan of this book. Yeah, it depends. Like Some things I like about it, but other times I feel like it's so disjointed. Uh, Star Spangled War Stories. Again, I love that this book exists. It's just not technically for my taste. But I'm glad that it exists and that DC is trying different things for different types of people. People who don't just want regular superhero uh, storylines, but actually want something a little bit different. Uh, we've got Teen Titans. This is really on and off for me. I tried reading the most recent issue, and I just was not feeling it. Uh, Trinity of Sin. Again, I'm glad it exists for those fans of the characters. I just haven't been able to really get into it myself with the previous books and now the first issue of that series. Uh, you got Wonder Woman, um, and it's uh, what Meredith Finch writing with David Finch and Art. I'm interested in giving it a shot. Um, just because I, I kind of missed the boat in the Brian Aswell stuff. I, I read some of it, but not that much of it. And I, at some point, I will go back and read it all. But now that you have a kind of a new writer and a new take, um, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Uh, especially because I don't know what Meredith Finch is like as a writer at all. I, obviously, I know David Finch's art, which is kind of keeping me away from it, to be honest. But I'm interested to see what the writing is like. Uh, Superman 38, Jeff Johns and John Romita Jr. as they continue their run. Uh, it's an extra special-sized issue. Um, as it looks like uh, Superman's going to get a new costume, new powers, and new friends and enemies. That part makes me not as interested, but I am interested to see JRJR um, illustrating uh, Batman, so that's cool. But I, we'll see. I don't know. The last time they tried new powers, new attitude, new costume, not exactly the greatest. Uh, Action Comics continues the horror of Smallville uh, storyline that does not interest or intrigue me but from what I've seen of it. Obviously, it hasn't really started yet. We've only seen the kind of prologue in the last issue of Action Comics. Superman by Wonder Woman continues by Peter J. Tomasi and Doug Monk. Uh, that is one hell of a creative team. So I, I actually have enjoyed Superman Wonder Woman more than I would have expected, and I've actually enjoyed their relationship more than I would have expected. Uh, World's Finest 30 continues the tales of Earth 2. Uh, Supergirl 38... Uh, we got what, Mike Johnson and Kay Perkins writing Supergirl. This book, um, I, don't, I just I'm I'm not really drawn to it as much as I want to be. I want to like Supergirl. I just haven't enjoyed it. Um, Batman Eternal gets up to issue 43, uh, and it, apparently issue 43 is going to finally connect to uh, Batman 28, which was our way before Batman Eternal even started. It was kind of the, the glimpse into what we were going to get in Batman Eternal at some point, which is kind of crazy that 43 issues will get us to what we finally saw quite a while ago. Uh, Batman 38, actually, sorry, Batman Superman continues by Greg Pak and Ardian Seoff. Uh, again, Greg Pak, I find has been extremely uneven on this book. Uh, then we have, uh, uh Batman 38 is continues the end game with part four. Uh, by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Uh, what I do like as well is the Flash 75 variant cover by um, Tony S. Daniel. I think it's an, a, a, it's very much, it kind of feels like uh, what we saw in the Deadpool 75th anniversary covers from Marvel where he was just kind of in, in, input into classic scenes but kind of ruining them, whereas here it's just kind of Flash running through them. Kind of cool though. I, I do, I'm interested to see this particular one looks good because it's Tony Daniel. 
Uh, Batman and Robin 38 finally uh, has the new team of Batman and Robin together, which has kind of been spoiled, but I will not mention the spoiler in case people don't want to hear about it. Uh, but it's not necessarily that surprising, although I feel that there's got to be some sort of cliffhanger or some sort of um, some sort of twist. I don't know. I feel like it, it just is a shame if this really is if, if this is real. Not that I'm against this being the reveal, but I just feel like I wish that they hadn't just revealed it this way. Uh, it's by Tomasi and Gleason as they continue their Dream Team co- collaboration. Uh, Batgirl 38 continues the new Batgirl chapter by Cameron Stewart, Brandon Fletcher, and Bab Starr. I really didn't like the first issue of it. It just wasn't for me, and it wasn't what I wanted. But I'm glad that there are people everywhere on the internet who apparently love this book. It just didn't speak to me, and partially because I, just, I liked the other take on the character, and this was such a heel turn that it bothered me because it was just felt so abrupt. Uh, Arkham Manor. I got a bit through the first issue, but I haven't gotten much farther yet. Uh, Grayson hits issue six, as we have Grayson versus Midnighter. Uh, Gotham Academy, number four. Um, I, again, I haven't really read all that first issue either. Gotham by Midnight. So many Gotham-centric books, but at least it's allowing them to tell different types of stories. Uh, but the Gotham angle might get more people to buy them. Uh, Detective Comics 38 has Manipul and Bucciolato, uh collaborating. Um... And then we got uh, Anarchy Running Wild in the Streets. I have been enjoying their take, so I'm excited to read more. Uh, Harley Quinn 14, just not for me. I'm just going to keep going. Catwoman, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I actually read uh, the most recent issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws and actually kind of dug it. So I'm interested to see where they go from there uh, with this team. Batwoman, I've never really been a big fan of. Uh, Green Lantern, uh, number what, number 38. Looks like we're gonna finally going to get to see his... Um, Hal and uh, Carol kind of having an issue together, which should be interesting, um, especially because I don't I don't know when the last time they were really together uh, in a book. Um, but it's by uh, Admira Admira Wiaya and Robert Venditti. Uh, Green Lantern Corps um, is going to have uh, John Stewart leading the weakened Green Lanterns against a truly demonic threat. Uh, again, this is I guess all after Godhead. Red Lanterns as guys has a lot of guilt. Um, about what he's done as a Red Lantern, New Guardians. Kyle has his own uh, f- horrible and finite future ahead of him, uh, so I guess his five years later future is not going to ever happen. Uh, Swamp Thing, uh, Sinestro, which I'm really digging right now, so I'm excited to see what's going to see uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, and it looks like we're going to see Sinestro up against a Mongol, which is really exciting as well. As Brad Walker is the artist here. Um, then we got some uh, kind of licensed stuff. We got Mortal Kombat X number one, Flash season zero number four, Arrow season two point five number four, Infinite Crisis fight for the multiverse seven, Batman sixty six number nineteen, and Justice Gods Among Us year three number seven, uh, as well as number eight, He Man the Eternity War number two, Smallville season eleven continuity number two, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number six, and then we get into the trades. Um, so we have the Batman the Dark Knight uh, volume four, which is I think the last volume before it ended. Um, got Batwing Volume 5, um, which is actually getting it's pretty current. Uh, we got Batman the Dark Knight Unwrapped, which is a series of kind of a weird collaboration of the, the Dark Batman the Dark Knight issues that um, David Finch had uh, illustrated, all put together in, in just in pencil form. There's the uh, trade paperback Damien, Son of Batman, which I would absolutely take a pass on if you have never read it. Uh, you've done yourself a favor. It was not very good at all, and the artwork by Adam, uh, by Andy Kubert was not nearly at his best. It was it was a pale comparison to what he usually is. Um, 
Uh, there's Green Lantern. There's a Justice League uh, United hardcover called Justice League Canada, uh, which again I wouldn't say is worth reading because I just it's not really good. Uh, Secret Origins Volume One paperback. That's kind of a, a nice little collection, but I feel like it's overpriced at uh, fifteen dollars US for four issues. Uh, Teen Titans Volume Five, the horrible last arc of that book, The Trial of Kid Flash, comes out. I believe that's the last arc anyway. Uh, Superman Volume Four, Cywar. That wasn't very good either. Superman Wonder Woman Volume 2 hardcover. That's worth reading, I would say. Uh, Superman Doomed hardcover, which is pretty big. It's $50 for 544 pages. Not bad. Uh, it's a ton of issues. Um, I don't think it, all of them landed, but for the most part, I think it was an interesting story. And it's kind of cool to be able to have it all collected like this. Uh, you got the Batman Adventures Mad Love hardcover uh, deluxe edition. Uh, as well as uh, a few other collections, including Batman Blink, Batman Arkham Unhinged, Batman Dark Knight Dark City, um, which I think that that would be fun to have. It's Batman 452 to 454, as well as Detective Comics 629 to 633, uh, by an interesting group of uh, creators, including Kieran Dyer, Jim Aparo, Tom Mandrake, and others, as well as a Mike Mignola cover, and it's written by Peter Milligan. Um, going to kind of stream through the rest. we got Shazam, A Celebration of 75 Years, The Orion by Walter Simonson, Omnibus Edition, which is 688 pages for 75 bucks. Uh, you have a new kind of collection of uh, the original Secret Six. As uh, you, ha It's actually kind of a big volume. You've got the six issues from uh, Infinite Crisis, uh, Villains United, issues one to six. You got the Villains United Infinite Crisis special, as well as the Secret Six six-issue miniseries. So that's 13 issues for 20 bucks extremely good stuff and it leads into the uh the ongoing secret six that i guess they're going to be repackaging as well in these larger trades which i think is a great idea and uh there's just a bunch of other there's vertigo books etc 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 uh so i'm going to move on to marvel um the first uh, first thing we have is uh uncanny avengers number one as it's getting relaunched by rick remender and daniel Acuna after the events of axis I'm definitely interested in giving it a shot. I mean, Daniel Acuna, if you had told me two years ago he was doing this book, I would have said, well, there's no freaking way I'm going to read it. But I think I've come to enjoy his take more, uh, especially recently. Uh, January sees the uh, launch of Star Wars number one by Jason Aaron and John Cassidy. And it's um, that's kind of a big deal. And, and it feels like it's kind of supplanting and taking the place of Brian Wood's Star Wars. Maybe I'm wrong, because it sounds like it takes place after... Um, after the first Star Wars, and yet that's kind of where the Star Wars by Brian Wood, I think, was taking place. So this, but this is technically going to be canon now, um, which is definitely intriguing. And uh, this could be a big deal, absolutely could. And uh, there's a really, uh, there's a ton of covers that you can get as well. Um, and then we have an Ant Man launch by Nick Spencer and Ramon Razanas. Uh, I feel like this may not last very long. It's a Scott Lang lead book uh but obviously it's planned to tie in with the upcoming movie 4.99 for a first issue though is really steep for a character that most people don't give a damn about not only do they not care about but they care don't care about the hank pym version of of uh ant-man the fact that they're making it the ant-man is going to be featured in the movie is not exactly a big seller for most fans uh so making it five dollars i think is a mistake then you got the unbeatable squirrel girl number one proving that marvel will try a lot of things uh, but probably won't end up being that much of an ongoing series. I feel like this will go six to eight issues. I can't imagine it making it to 12 issues. And uh, it's The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl by Ryan North and Erica Henderson. 
Uh, you have Wolverines number one, which is a I believe a weekly book. Yeah, it is, and I feel like that's going to be a nightmare. Uh, written by Charles Sewell, the first issue, Ray Fox the second, and then Sewell doing the third, and uh, Fox doing the fourth. You have uh, Nick Bradshaw doing the artwork on issues one and one, two, and three, and then you have I don't necessarily think that's a great idea, but we'll see because Marvel will do it anyway. Uh, next up, we've got let's see. Um, New Avengers number 29. Well, look who's that. Look who's on the cover. It certainly is a very familiar-looking character, otherwise known as uh, the classic Beyonder look in his white jumpsuit. Um, this is intriguing. Um, you know, obviously we know the Secret Wars is coming. Uh, this is probably tying into that. In four months, time runs out. We don't know anything else except for that Jonathan Hickman's writing it with Kev Walker on art. And then in Avengers 40... It's also four months, time runs out, Stefano Caselli on art, and it is uh, by Michael Walsh on art, and Ralph's caught writing it. This is such a fun, great book. I just can't wait to read the next issue. Uh, you have the second issue of the, um, the comic book adaptation of the Avengers movie by Will Corona Pilgrim and Joe Bennett, who I do like a lot on pencils. Uh, Avengers 34.2, Sam Humphreys writing it, and uh, Bengal doing the art and cover. It's a Starbrand story, and it also features some um, Night Mask. And I, it's kind of a weird choice to go back to the point two, considering 34.1 was that Hyperion that kind of one-shot. Uh, we have the second issue of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, by Mark Wade and Humberto Ramos. Um, and it's also going to be f uh, featuring Gemma Simmons going undercover uh, and teaming up with, I guess, the all-new Miss Marvel. It could be cool. I really hope this book works. I really... You know, it's Mark Wade, and he's one of the best writers that Marvel has still writing for them, so I'm definitely optimistic that this this could work. Um, we got Spider-Verse number two, which is a kind of a, an anthology. Uh, it's written by a lot of people. Dan Slott, Catherine Eminen, Jed McKay, Mark, and others, with artwork by Mark Brooks, David LaFuente, Sheldon, Bella, and others. Uh, got a lot of different Spideys in here, including Mexico's own Spidey tale that's written in Spanish, a fairy tale Spidey, a punk rock Spidey, and a video game Spidey, etc., etc. Uh, yes, Spider Man 2099, number 8, by David and Slinny, which is a Spider Verse tie in. Amazing Spider Man 13, uh, which uh, I think there's only the one issue of Amazing Spider Man that particular month, uh, by Slot and Cam and Coley, which is uh, Spider Verse Part 5. Uh, we've got the Spider Verse Team Up in Volume 3. Sorry, issue three of three by Christos Gage and Tom DeFalco. Artwork by Dave Williams and Ron Friends. Um, I'm excited to see what this is like. Uh, and seeing Tom DeFalco writing a Spider-Girl story, which will be nice. Uh, I really hated the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man that featured kind of a poking in on uh, Mayday Parker and seeing what happens to her as part of what leads her into Spider-Verse. Absolutely was furious. Um... Maybe I'll feel differently when I do my reviews episode, episode 213, but so far, not impressed. Uh, Scarlet Spiders ends its third issue as it looks like one of them's going to die. Is it going to be Kane, Jessica Drew, or Ben Riley? Who knows? <laughs> uh, and then we have Spider-Woman number three, which is also a Spider-Verse tie-in. It's written by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by Greg Land. Uh, let's see what that's like. Uh, Deathlock by uh, Nathan Edmondson and Mike Perkins. And I'm excited that Michael Collins will at least be utilized here, so... They haven't forgotten about that character. Uh, Operation Sin, number one of five, written by Catherine Imman and artwork by Rich Ellis. And this is a story about Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, and um, Woodrow McCord, who is the guy from, I guess, Original Sin, what, what was it, Annual or something? Like, the, the guy who originally put Nick Fury on the wall. 
Uh, I like that they're kind of making Peggy Carter because of her her major popularity in the movie verse and now getting her own TV show and that she's really clicked with people because of Haley Atwell. I'm excited to see that the character is actually going to be become someone of note in the Marvel universe in a way that she never was before. Which is this is obviously very much inspired by Agent Carter and the movies. Uh, and how they've made this character more interesting than she's ever been. With Asgard, uh, sorry, Angela Asgard's Assassin by Kieran Gillen and Margaret Bennett, artwork by Phil Yemenez and Stephanie Hans. Interesting take. Interested to see what it's like. Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier by Alice Cott and Langdon Foss. Uh, I have not been enjoying this after the first issue, so hopefully issue two, three, and four eventually will make me feel better about it. Uh, Thor by Jason Aaron and Russell Dowderman continues as we have Thor versus Thor. Uh, Captain America. It's interesting to see how many books from Marvel are all in like the the single digits at this point because there's so many frequent relaunches that you never see a book with a high number anymore at all. A high number is like 18 now. Uh, we have um, so Captain America and the Mighty Avengers number four in the aftermath of Axis by Al Ewing and Luke Ross. All New Cap number three by Remender and Imminent. That's a great creative team. Uh, Nova 26 by Dugan and Timms uh, with Cletus Cassidy. Uh, coming to Carefree. That should be interesting, at least. Uh, we have Superior Iron Man number four by Tom Taylor and Yildare Sinar, uh, which, uh, with more Daredevil uh, being included. We have Thanos versus Hulk by Jim Starlin, writing and doing all the illustrations, um, which could be pretty pretty awesome. It was originally supposed to be a story in, um, what was it, um, Savage Hulk, but it ended up becoming its own miniseries, which is cool. I like that. Uh, you've got Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, which is an adaptation by Joe Caramagna. Uh, you have Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Season 2, Number 3, also by Caramagna. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, Number 7, Scotty Young, writing, as now we have Philippe Andrade on art, which is too, a shame, because I love Scotty Young's take on the character. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 23 by Bendis and Sheedy. Um, I feel like I kind of don't want to read this after the current arc with um, Richard Ryder, because I just, I'm not a big fan of it. Legendary Star-Lord 7 and 8 by Sam Humphreys, an artwork by Freddie Williams II, which I'm excited to see more artwork by him, and Paco Medina on issue 8. I'm not a huge fan of Katie Pride and uh, Peter Quill, because I just, I miss the Peter Quill we had before Bendis changed him, and then he became the movie version of the character. Um, this just isn't the Star-Lord I really enjoyed reading back when Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest and Guardians of the Galaxy was actually first happening. Uh, Guardians 3000, number four, by Abna and Sandoval. I actually haven't read the first issue yet, but um, I'm hoping it's uh, I find it interesting and would like to then read more going forward. Uh, Inhuman, number 11, by Sewell and Stegman. I just haven't quite gravitated into this book. I've tried it a couple issues. It just never quite grabbed me. Uh, Daredevil by number 12 by Wade and Somni, who are just an amazing creative team. Cannot wait to see more of what they've got for us. Uh, Fantastic Four, I forget which number, which uh, issue it starts uh, picking up its old numbering, but we're at 642 by Leonard Kirk and James Robinson as we're nearing the end for this title. Uh, All New Invaders 14 by Robinson and, and Pugh. It's interesting because... Uh, he's developing his own plots, but at the same time you can tell that like he's just using weird characters... And whoever basically they're allowing him to use, like it's just you, you have the invaders, and then half the team can't either stand each other, or or now we have a different Captain America, or Bucky's now something else, and he's in space. Like it's just kind of a weird take. Uh, Moon Knight Eleven, Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood. I really enjoyed the their first few issues, so I'm excited to keep reading. Uh, Moon Knight has just been a really fun book. 
recently. Uh, Electro by Hayden Blackman, W. Hayden Blackman and Michael Del Mundo. Uh, I feel like this is probably going to end with issue 12, but it'll have given us two great arcs, so that's not a problem. Uh, She-Hulk issue 12, which is also the last issue, which is a real shame. It's by Sewell and Javier Polito. Uh, it was such a good book, so I'm really sad about that. Uh, Miss Marvel, it's number 11. Uh, the Trade first came just came out recently by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. If you haven't had a, try, the tr- a chance to try this, you absolutely owe it to yourself. It's just a lot of fun, and it's got a, a, a nice spirit to it. Uh, Iron Fist, Living Weapon, I feel like I've missed out on this like in the last few issues. Uh, by Kari Andrews, um, I, I still think it's a great book. Uh, Punisher continues with issue 14 by Edmondson and Garads. Uh, it looks like we're kind of full, pulling full circle with Frank and back in L.A. by this point. Uh, Hulk number 10, Dugan writing it with uh, Mark Bagley and Art with uh, Matt Murdock versus Doc Green, as well as Red Hulk versus Doc Green in a, a very physical fight. Really interested to see this. I've just been really digging this book all the way through. Uh, Onu Ghost Rider number 10. By Felipe Smith and Damon Scott. I haven't seen Damon Scott's doing artwork on anything from quite a while. I'm not sure if I'm going to like his take on it, but I'm willing to give it a shot. And um, and I like the idea that it looks like Johnny Blaze is going to have, you know, um, Robbie as his uh, as his protege by this point. Uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard, number ten in the aftermath of Axis. Uh, Black Widow continues by Edmondson and Noto. I'm surprised in some ways that's still going. Uh, Silver Surfer, number nine. Uh, by Slot and Alred. This book I just find fascinating. It's so good. Uh, Captain Marvel 11 as it's a Christmas story. Uh, Hawkeye vs. Deadpool reaches the end of its miniseries by Dugan. Man, Dugan's busy. And uh, Matteo Loli. Uh, then we have a bunch of other stuff like George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 2, number 5. That's a confusing uh, name for a series. Miracle Man, number 14. All New Ultimates, number 12, which is, the, I believe, the last issue. Um... Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man number 9, which looks like Miles Morales Agent in a Shield, which is a cool cover. I'm interested in reading this, and David Marquez continues to do some great work on the title. Uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men continues. It's replacing Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, I'm not that interested in following this, to be honest. Although, it's got Sauron and Stegron, and that sounds exciting. Uh, X-Men 23 by G. Willa Wilson, although artist to be TBA... That makes me nervous, but uh, I, I, mean, I have been enjoying the different creators that we've had on this book, so I'm willing to give it a shot. We've got Death of Wolverine, uh, the Weapon X program, number 5 of 5, uh, which leads into Wolverines. Um, Storm, number 7, Magneto, 14. Uh, interesting to see what Magneto is going to be doing in the aftermath of Axis. Uh, Cyclops continues somehow, but now it's written by John Lehman, artwork by Javier Garon. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 30 and 31 by Bendis and Bacalo. Uh In the math, aftermath of Axis, it'll be interesting to see how what they do next. Um, X-Force number 14. I'm shocked it's still going and people are still reading this. Uh, Nightcrawler number 10. I'm glad this is still going because I'm just enjoying this so much. I just think that uh, Claremont's having a ball and Todd Nock is, a, is delivering some fantastic artwork. Uh, all new X-Men 37. Uh... It's by Bendis and Mahmoud Azrar. Um, so we'll see where they go with that. Uh, Deadpool's Art of War by Peter David and Scott Kobush. Uh, all new X-Factor 19 and 20, which uh, leads into the last issue. Um, and we finally find out more about Harrison Snow. It's going to guest star Spider-Man 2099. I'm really sad that it's ending, but uh, at least we'll have gotten a good 20-issue run from Peter David and Carmine DJ Domenico, who's done almost every issue. Um... And, you know, and it's interesting because it's been around how long? Like 
like maybe by then almost a year like it was double publishing so often that 20 issues isn't even almost two years anymore it's more like a you know maybe a year uh amazing x-men double ships this month by yost and uh fornes um it's it's starting a new storyline called the once in future juggernaut i'm excited to see what this is like got uh the original juggernaut you got colossus and maybe maybe someone else so that's exciting Deadpool, I haven't really been following it, but for those who like Jared Dugan and Brian Pazan, hopefully this will be more to your taste. Uh, got Powers, number two, Men of Wrath, four or five. Uh, trade paperback-wise, we have Kingsman, the Secret Service trade paperback. Uh, Rocket Raccoon has a volume one hardcover. Of course it's hardcover, because it's, you know, it's Rocket Raccoon, he's popular now. Uh, Avengers, the Vibranium Collection, which is cool, because it's giant and very heavy, but it's just got a weird package of issues. Um, it's 776 pages it's listed for $200 that's expensive it's got Avengers number 1 4 16 57 to 58 164 to 166 273 to 277 giant size Avengers number 2 uh, and then Avengers 19 to 22 which is Ultron Unlimited 65 to 70 which is Red Zone uh, New Avengers 1 to 6 by Brian Michael Bendis and Avengers 1 to 3 by Jonathan Hickman it's just a weird smattering of stuff and a lot of this I would say like you don't need six issues of New Avengers just because it's launched that era when you don't have anything from certain time periods. Um, it just seems like a weird decision. Uh, you got the Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aja Omnibus, uh, which that should be a nice, cool thing to have. It's uh, 552 pages for 100 bucks. You have the third hardcover uh, Omnibus for a Fantastic Four, but it still has not yet collected everything by Lee and Kirby. Uh, you have the new Marvel Masterworks, The Avengers Volume 15 hardcover. Uh, you got Amazing Spider-Man, Who Am I hardcover. It was originally a digital first story, uh, an infinite comic. I never had a chance to read it, and to be honest, I don't think I'm that interested in reading it. Um, Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, oversized hardcover with the first 13 issues, as well as a new Avengers by Jonathan Hickman hardcover, collecting the first 12 issues of that book. Um, for those following Axis, there's the Axis, Carnage, and Hobgoblin trade paperback covering those two miniseries. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy and All-New X-Men, uh, the trade paperback collections finally get up to uh, the Trilogy in Grey. Uh, New Warriors, if you wanna, if you didn't give a chance to the uh, book that just ended, you can get the second trade paperback already. For Avengers World, you can get that Volume 3, which is issues 10 to 16, which is also encompassing the Axis time. Uh, the first trade paperback of Spider-Man 2099 by Peter David and Will Slinney and Rick Leonardo uh, comes as well. Uh, you got the first trade paperback of Storm coming out. Uh, a weird Deadpool smattering trade paperback called The Ones with Deadpool. Uh, Inhumanity finally comes out in trade, which honestly, can anyone can anyone actually remember what happened in these issues and if they were important at all? I think the answer is no. No. No one can remember and it wasn't that important. Uh, the trade paperback for Cataclysm, The Ultimate's Last Stand comes out, which is actually pretty big. It's 432 pages for 40 bucks, which has a lot of different books in it. Uh, you've got Daredevil, which also means it's going to be a little inconsistent because, although it's written by just two writers, there's just so much going on here. Uh, the second um, trade paperback for the relaunched Daredevil is coming out, which continues to be just an amazing book uh, by Wade. And, uh, well, at least for this particular uh, issue uh, series, or sorry, trade. There's gonna. It's by Javier Rodriguez and Chris Somney. Uh, got X Men Volume Four, Extra Genius. So just just before you read the new uh, new issue, uh, you can pick up the previous issue, but by Mark Guggenheim and Dexter Soy and Harvey Talabao. 
the last, unfortunately, trade paperback of The Superior Foes of Spider-Man comes out by Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. Uh, for those following Indestructible Hulk, which predated the current Hulk run in uh, trade form instead of the hardcover form, uh, you can get the fourth trade paperback, although the new Hulk book has already had uh, kind of two trades. It had the original Sin trade, which takes place between the uh, D- uh, Banner DOA and then whatever the Doc Green storyline is going to be. Uh, Wolverine the X-Men Volume 2, Death of Wolverine. Uh, then there's Deathlock Rage Against the Machine, which is a interesting trade paperback collecting a lot of different Deathlock appearances throughout the years, uh, mainly from the 90s. Uh, and it's weird because it has like a 90s series, uh, stuff from Cable. It's got the this weird kind of, I think it was called M-Tech at the time that was going on. Uh, with Red Skull, like it's weird stuff, and then leads into its own Deathlock book. Uh, for those who really enjoyed the original Spider-Man 2099, uh, there's the third volume of the classic volumes that they're releasing, which is uh, issues 15 to 22 of that series, as well as uh, issues of Ravage, X-Men, and, and uh, Doom, and Punisher 2099. It's uh, called The Fall of the Hammer, so those who remember The Fall of the Hammer 2099 storyline, this is for you. Uh, Civil War is uh, not used as much as a branding anymore, but it's Civil War Prelude New Warriors is a repackaging of the New Warriors book that eventually led into where those characters were when Secret War start, uh, sorry, uh, Civil War started. Uh, Spider-Man Big Time gets its third complete collection, so I've been stacking those on my shelf uh, as it collects uh, 12 issues of the Amazing Spider-Man book, uh, and it goes through the Ends of the Earth storyline, etc., uh, written by Mark Way, Dan Slott, Chris Yost, Brian Dean Clevinger, Rob Williams, and Ty Templeton, because there's a lot of kind of weird uh, anthology stuff in there as well. For those who are still getting the Ultimate X-Men Complete Collections back from uh, the early to mid-2000s, the fifth trade paperback volume comes out by Brian K. Vaughn, which I think was a fantastic run. Uh, for those fans of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., the classic, um, sorry, the 1989 series continues with its second classic volume, getting from issues 12 to 23. And then finally, Oz, the Emerald City of Oz trade paperback comes out as well. By Joe Carabagna, sorry, adapted by Joe Carabagna, written by Eric Schanauer, and penciled by Scotty Young. And that is our episode. So thank you very much for joining me for uh, episode 212, looking at the solicits for January 2015 uh, for DC and Marvel. Uh, our next episode, 214, as I said earlier, uh, should be our next What If uh, episode, uh, kind of looking at more issues from What If Volume 2. Uh, followed by 216, which should be our spotlight on uh, Big Hero 6, and then 218 after that would be our um, our take on uh, a flashback, anyway, on um, X-Men, uh, uh, X-Men Operation Zero Tolerance. Although, I must say, there is a chance that that will end up actually being a different episode. It might be, I think, by episode 220 then, um, because 218 might also be, I haven't decided yet, I'm going to be going on vacation for a while, uh, for a week, and I might be recording kind of some fun stuff on the road uh, or on the at the beach, as the case might be. Um, it would have returning, theoretically, it would have returning guests uh, Kelly Chapman, uh, Sarah Woodhead, and uh, Chris Lucas. They've all been on previous episodes, some of them even together. Uh, so they might be on a, an episode or at least part of an episode, just kind of talking about some random stuff uh, as we're hanging out in Cuba. Uh, but that wouldn't be until next month. So, anyways, thank you for joining me for episode 212. If you want to email me, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also, uh, if you can, 
uh, post in our HC Realms threads as well. Uh, also, when you do rate and review us, um, let us know, and we'll read your comment on the air. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye.